Thank you for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Diane Mulligan with my colleagues, Sarah Beatty and Jordan Sherman. And you may be wondering, what does Move the Stairs mean? It's our philosophy, how we look at every challenge as an opportunity. And when you move the stairs, you take the steps other people might not readily recognize, creating customer loyalty, nurturing great relationships with the media, and building a resilient CBD brand. So over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to talk with the brightest minds, the savviest business leaders and reporters in the CBD space. You'll learn how brand protection PR can help your CBD business stand head and shoulders above your competitors. And you'll be on your way to making the most of any challenge. That's what we call Move the Stairs. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Move the Stairs, episode 59. We are recording on Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, and we are so happy you are joining us today for today's exciting conversation, Jordan. Yeah, Sarah, we've been looking forward to having this guest on for a couple of weeks now. We're going to be joined by Laura Fuentes. She's a co-founder and chief officer of science and innovations for Green Road CBD to talk about how the latest CBD news can either be a gift Mm. or if you don't look at it the right way, a curse for your brand protection strategy. And as it happens to fall with the first pillar of brand protection PR, we're excited to talk to Laura about how being seen as an expert, especially when news breaks, can help build customer loyalty for your CBD brand. Yeah, that's where thought leadership comes in, that term that you hear a lot about. We're going to get into that. So we're going to talk to Laura about how you can also stay prepared, be prepared for the media to call and ask your expert opinion as part of your insider media relations strategy, that thought leadership piece. So we're going to talk to her about that. And then lastly, we're going to be diving into the conversation about how understanding the news in the industry and what's happening, um, how it may impact your business. And in some cases, even if you don't want it to, how it will impact your business and how to predict or respond to it. And that's going to be essential in building a resilient CBD brand. So we're excited to ask Laura about this component of brand protection PR. Lot to get to today. So let's bring Laura in. Good morning, Laura. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. We really appreciate it. So let's jump right in here because as Jordan mentioned a moment ago, building customer loyalty is like the very first um, project that every CBD company has. And we know it's one of the biggest challenges for companies at a time when there are so many companies and so many products to choose from. And recently there was published, published research that CBD could potentially stop COVID. And I'm sure everybody saw that. Now, the research was very preliminary, didn't include testing on people. The results were from initial tests in a Petri dish, not on people, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a long way to go before you could know whether CBD or any type of cannabis can Uh, impact COVID in the real world. So that's all kind of to set the stage for, Laura, when a story like this breaks, um, do you think that positioning yourself as a trusted expert um, who we can call a thought leader in the industry 
um, would help put this story into perspective and maybe help build that customer loyalty for your brand. You know, a story like this is absolutely, in my opinion, a dream come true because finally we're actually getting real research results in and in the break, you know, in, in all the aftermath of COVID, it's really important for them to be working on something in this area. But as far as being an, a leader, yeah, yes, we have to be responsible and tell people, hey, listen, it is so new. We don't know if it's going to help with the COVID or, or anything, but um, it is a step in the right direction. And it's it, it's great to see that these kinds of things are happening now. But for sure, you, you just can't overstep your boundary there. Yeah, we totally understand that because, you know, nobody wants to be getting a warning letter from uh, the FTC or the FDA, right. especially right. when it comes to uh, COVID. Um, I, I can't imagine that uh, being on anybody's priority list. <laughs> no. Now, you know, speaking of which, I mean, the story was everywhere, as Sarah pointed out. So how do you go out of your way to educate your employees um, or distributors about the facts and how uh, Green Road stands on a story like this. So a story like this is is different because it is actual research and it did show promising results. So we don't want to actually cast that aside and pretend it didn't happen. You know, we want to let people know that this is something happening. And in general, you know, in, in my opinion, as, as being in the CBD industry for a very long time, um, CBD is a health and wellness product. It is part of our endocannabinoid system. Like we make our own CBDs. So it is a part of a nutrition that we need. So in general, we should be taking CBD anyway to keep us, our bodies balanced. It helps sustain homeostasis. So it's important for us to, you know, say that you should be taking these products anyway, regardless of whether or not it actually does stop COVID or not. And just a quick follow-up, what's been the response from your employees are, have you uh, swayed some of them to try CBD who haven't tried CBD before? No, all of our employees are pretty regular users. I mean, a lot of our employees um, came to the company because they love mm. the product and they got really good results from the product and they wanted to continue, you know, spreading that, that love of this, of this plant on. Um, but, you know, just making sure that we don't overstep our boundaries and saying, Hey, yes, it does this, or yes, it does that. No, we don't know that yet. It's all preliminary. But we did want to say, you know, we're so glad that this research is happening and moving in the right direction. And hopefully we'll get some good results later. For sure. Being really careful about that messaging, yes. um, which is so, so wise of you. Um, do you see stories like this as an opportunity to build that um, expertise and thought leadership with your customers? Absolutely. This is not a chance where you want to come across as um, unresponsible. You know, we want to be responsible. We want to let our, our, our customers, our patients know that this is nothing, you know, this is nothing that we can put our finger on yet and say, hey, this is going to do this. But just keep your eyes open because research is going to be coming out all the time and make sure that you're on top of it. And, and always, you know, always make sure that you read and, and and educate yourself it's very irresponsible for people to come out and just say hey take cbd because it's going to do this and it's going to do that it's it's just very misleading and it's not fair to the public that's a great great point yeah that's uh certainly one of the quotes i wrote down um just a, <laughs> a couple of seconds ago to put out on social media and, and give you credit for that one laura um, yeah, we were talking off um, before we started the record about, you know, how at MNC Communications, we're all former journalists. Um, and that experience, it helps prepare 
our clients. We use that to help prepare our clients to take advantage of every media opportunity that comes their way by positioning them as industry leaders uh, or experts and certainly somebody who can deliver a great interview. Um, we call this insider, uh, insider media relations. So when the story broke, it was picked up by thousands of media outlets all over the world. Um, but it was also late night um, comic fodder as well as, you know, they like to take what's happening in the news and, and try to turn it into a little bit of a joke. So, um, Sarah, take it away here. Yeah, well, I mean, as Jordan alluded to, we um, we talked to our clients about how every interaction, whether whether you do an interview or not, Every interaction you have with the media is an opportunity. Um, you know, you might say yes, you might say no, you might say, hey, I'm not the right person, but let me connect you with somebody who can help you with that. Mm -hmm. That helps position you as a really good resource for the media. So, Laura, my question to you is, how would you have responded had you picked up the phone and and it was, you know, uh reporter saying, give me some context on this. What can you tell me about this, uh, this story that we're hearing? Well, so I am a pharmacist. I've been a pharmacist for over 25 years. So I think that really helps to solidify my credibility and understanding and being able to interpret what these studies actually mean. Um, some people would, might not even understand what the difference between in vitro and in vivo studies are, you know, in a petri dish or in a live person. Um, so I think that that would probably be where I would start with them and say, you know, I, I am a pharmacist. I, I understand how to interpret this type of information and let me help you understand what you're actually reading. Boy, what a resource. That's the thing. Like, Seriously. I, yeah, you know, if I were still in news, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, what a great person. I'm going to like this goes in my phone right now to, to keep a hold of her information, you know, so that you can reach out and and get some of that really good level headed advice next time. Right. So I think a good follow-up question to what you asked, Sarah, is, you know, would this be an example where you or someone from your company um, would have reached out for um, media coverage or to clarify something if you saw a story um, in the newspaper or on your local um, news broadcast where you could say, hey, you know, if you want to expand on this or localize the story, um, let help me help you. And if so, um, would you also reach out to CBD industry publications or cannabis publications, or would you focus primarily on mainstream media or local media? I guess where uh, but the story like this, that you know, is going to have some electricity behind it because people, mm -hmm. I mean, we're done with COVID. We want to be done with COVID. So any little <laughs> hope we can get, who are you reaching out to, Laura? Uh, actually, we don't reach out um, personally here. We have a PR firm that handles all that for us. Um, and when these types of things happen, you know, he's out there reaching out to everybody and anybody who's interested. And I think that, you know, with this COVID story, I feel like the reporters were kind of shying away from talking to people in the CBD industry for fear of what they might hear, you know, Hey, it's going to cure everything because mm -hmm. a lot of CBD companies do say that. So it, it is hard for reporters and things to find uh, companies to find credible people that are going to say what needs to be said, you know, the truth and not over exaggerate or over promise things. Boy, that's really, um, it, it's it's so refreshing to hear that, you know, that you're taking it so seriously and you've got that background and that credibility that you're building on. Yeah, this is a serious business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's people's health and, and mm -hmm. well-being. Right. And, 
Well, the so, interesting part here too, sorry, Sarah, to jump in really yeah, quick, go ahead. Um, just the dichotomy between um, what's happening in industry publications, you know, like Hemp Industry Daily, Green Entrepreneur, Gondrepreneur, these, uh, these publications where you have reporters who know what's happening in the industry, writing about what's happening in the industry. But I, I think that brings up, you know, what can be done or what can we do to try to change the stigma or the narrative so that when we're reaching out to uh, mainstream publications are saying, oh yeah, this is fantastic because we know we're not going to be sold on. This is the panacea for any issue that happens to be ailing us. Right. Yes. Well, and Laura, that actually kind of brings up, I'm glad you brought that up, Jordan, because um, one of the things that we find in um, the different uh, reporters that we talk to, there are some who are in the cannabis industry who have a background, have an understanding, mm -hmm. um, you know, they kind of know who the good companies are and who the good people are to talk to. And they have an understanding of the, of the trials and the um, research that's going on. Well, then what do you do when you get that phone call from mainstream, say, business reporter? Because we know from talking to some of those folks that they have a little bit of information um, if they're, you know, really into it for some some reason, they might have some background, but quite frequently, you're going to get a general assignment reporter and they don't have background, don't have a, a research or, or science or clinical background. Mm -hmm. um, how would you prepare for that type of interview where you pick up the phone and it's like mainstream newspaper? Um, you know, like how would you talk to that reporter differently than you would talk to someone from, say, Hemp Industry Daily? Yeah, so those types of reporters are a little more tricky because they require a lot more in-depth answers and a lot more in-depth explanations. And they don't necessarily understand what they're even asking sometimes. You know, they're just going to ask you the question thinking that it's a relevant question when it's not. So at that point, you as being the one interviewed, you have to steer the conversation over to what you think they're trying to ask you and how it is really relevant. So it's just really important to you know, know what's going on in the industry, which is very difficult because it is so fast moving. Um, but you just have to always be on top of things and know what's happening and, and read, read, read. Gosh, what a great point. I think you're absolutely right in terms of thinking about how to get prepared, depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Right. And it also depends on what the angle the reporter is coming in at, because sometimes the reporters are coming in hot and they are wanting you to say something that you're not supposed to say. So they keep on and on and on and on. And you have to know, hey, I, this reporter is not going to trick me. I'm going to stick my ground and I'm going to keep going down the right path. And that, that does happen sometimes also with reporters. And that's unfortunate. Mm. Does that take experience on your part, just kind of recognizing that? Or are there certain things that you look for or you know, how do you how do you kind of stick to your um, stick to your talking points? Just stay away from what you're not supposed to be talking about, even though they <laughs> want you to say it. <laughs> you know, you can say it 100 different ways, but you're saying the same thing. So you just have to keep sticking to your talking points and making sure that you're clear that you're not following down their rabbit hole. I think that's an excellent point. We uh, we um, one of the things we talk to with our clients is, you know, come up with three points that you want to talk about um, that are three things, you know, inside and out that you can get back to just in case um, you can feel the conversation drifting a little bit in that direction. Mm -hmm. you, you don't necessarily want to go to and just uh, gently bring them back to those yeah, three pull points. It back in. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, our next look ahead here to our uh, Move the Stairs podcast, we're going to be chatting with a CBD industry reporter, and we're going to be talking about how they choose their stories and how they go about choosing their interview subjects. And it's going to be very interesting because we've oh, had to hear that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the people who we have spoken to in the industry, they all have subtly different methods on, on who they're reaching out to and why they're reaching out to them. So it's um, it's never the same, which is very interesting for us. Yeah, that is such great background to have. And, and uh, I feel like every time we talk to a new reporter, we get some new tidbit of information that um, can really help people, you know, figure out who you're talking to quickly and how you can, um, you know, stay on the right path when you're, when you're talking to a reporter. Right. So the other thing that we talk about, Laura, is how to create a, a resilient CBD brand. Cause boy, there's a lot of sort of, um, you know, dangers coming at, at companies left, right, and sideways. And, mm-hmm. and come, you know, CBD business owners really need to be on the lookout for ways to strengthen their business and weather these threats to their, um, not just their reputation, but their bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, we talk about different ways to do that. And that's what we, what we mean when we say building a resilient CBD brand. And there are stories like that CBD COVID story that will break. And um, the frustrating thing is like, you have to move so quickly um, to make the most of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But there are also times that we know that there are stories coming down the pike. Um, and that gives you a little bit of time to plan. So that's kind of this next section that we're going to talk about, right, Jordan? Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you don't have to open the vault of your secrets, Laura, certainly, um, respect, uh, you know, what you got to keep under wraps at green roads, but, um, are there any major industry issues that you're looking at in February, um, that are coming down the road maybe this summer or this fall that right now you're saying this is going to be an issue and we need to either know how to respond to it or develop our messaging ahead of time so that when this becomes an issue, um, we're not going to have the finger pointed at us or we're not going to be lumped into what may be a negative outcome for the CBD industry. Well, I think in this industry in general, there's always something brewing. There's just always something brewing because unfortunately, somebody out there in the CBD world will do or say something that they shouldn't have and and try to make claims or things that, that they shouldn't do. So I think just, you know, trying to keep track of what's going on out in the world and trying to stay ahead of it. And, and also, you know, just trying to keep your own business clean, like try to keep your business where it needs to be, stay on the straight and narrow, do the right thing. You know, always make sure that you realize there is an end user for this product and this product needs to be a safe and effective product. You know, I've had children as young as one month old being sent here from the hospital to take products. So I, I don't you know, I take that very seriously and I wouldn't want, uh, you know, some other company to come and, and then afford them that kind of a, of a luxury or not that's not the right word, but, you know, afford them the, the capabilities to treat a one month old and not have a good quality mm-hmm. product. That's, you know, that's really scary. So those kinds of things always worry me. So we just try to do what we do best and try to, you know, stay ahead of the game as far as that goes. That's really great advice. So one thing that we know is coming down the pike um, is a, a really unfortunate um 
incident that occurred and now here come the lawsuits. And this is a situation where THC was mixed up in CBD products and it was mislabeled. So people thought they were taking CBD, which should not have THC in mm -hmm. it, but there was a significant amount. And you don't have to comment on that specific instance, um, but what do you think? I mean, do you think this is the kind of story that's going to get national attention? And what do you think that CBD businesses ought to be doing now to prepare for this um, probably fairly significant story that's coming down the pike? Well, I think it should get national attention because it, it just shows you how important it is to follow your manufacturing practices. Make sure you're following the rules and the guidelines, because if you were this kind of thing, should never happen. You know, you, you, you make the product, you test the product before you send it out to the market, you know, what's in the product. So I'm not, you know, I have zero idea how it happened or what the situation was. Um, but, but I do think it should make national attention and, and the whole thing of everybody having QR codes on their product and being able to see the labs that really needs to be regulated in a better way, because a lot of people forge their labs they don't use the, the current lab. They use a lab that they luckily got good results on in 2019, and they're still posting that same lab over and over again. So people aren't aware what's in the product. And it's unfortunate that in this industry, we have to be that nitpicky to show people what's in the product. Because in the dietary supplement industry, you don't have to do that. But it's just this particular industry, you know, it's there's just a lot of people that don't care what they put in the product. It's going to be interesting too, Sarah. And I, I just thought of this. I mean, we're we're coming up on um, 2022 and elections, and we've already seen some movement. You know, last week we we finally for for the sixth time <laughs> saw the Safe Banking Act get passed yeah. by the House. So um, it'll be interesting too for CBD companies who fall in some of these districts where people are up for election. Um, if this is a, an issue that's brought up again, I'm just musing out loud here because um, that's we know how election cycles tend to drive issues. Mm -hmm. and, and this is one certainly um, with, from a regulatory standpoint that's um, on the docket um, in Washington. So uh, jumping into our last question for you, Laura, and we'll get you off of the hot seat. I know it's probably pretty toasty, but do you think this could be an opportunity for the CBD community as a whole and individual businesses, uh, business owners to further educate the public? Um, because again, there's most likely going to be some national attention on, again, the differences between CBD and THC. And if so, you know, how does planning for something um, like this to get national attention help you build brand resilience? I, I think, you know, as far as Green Roads goes, we are a very transparent company. So everything we do is is out in the open. And I think that a lot of companies would benefit from doing that. And it does cost a lot of money. It is not easy to test everything as much as we test to make sure our products are safe. But I would love, you know, the um, the whole lab industry and the CBD to kind of also come together so we could really get definite um, results. When we send things to different labs, we get different results all the time needs to be worked out in this industry. Laura, can you say that last sentence again? There was a little hitch. It maybe just in I my you guys are internet. frozen. Oh no. Uh-oh. Yeah, there might be a little bit of a, a latency issue uh, oh, there. You know it, what? She'll she may jump back in in just a second, but I think what uh you know really great 
you know, piece of information. So Laura, um, just right at the tail end of that, um, what you were saying there, I wonder if you could circle back on it before we had internet trouble. Which part? Well, you were um, talking about hoping that labs and businesses mm-hmm. could come together to kind mm-hmm. of create that trust. Right. Well, and and I would even wonder about stepping back from creating trust to just say, hey, here's what a lab does. Here's mm-hmm. what, you know, we are, here's the information we're getting from a lab. Like, I wonder about even starting at that 101 level. What do you yeah, think? There needs to be some kind of standardization across the country and across labs. Um, and and I they have that with other products, just not with CBD yet. So that's something that I don't know how far away that is, but that's something that all of the community, the CBD community needs to get together on. And also the marijuana industry, you know, all of us, we all need to come together with this because they need to test their products as well. And they should have a level of confidence when you're buying a THC product of what you're getting as well. Mm. What a great point. Well, gosh, Laura, just what a fantastic interview. And I'm sorry we had a little computer glitch, but hey, we're all just used to (laughs) jumping in and out of calls (laughs) and dogs and kids and, you know, what all going on in the background. But we can't tell you how grateful we are for this conversation today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Well, thank you. And we'd love to have you back again sometime. Anytime. All right. Thank you. Laura Fuentes from Green Roads. Um, Thank you for joining us today. All right, Jordan, what a great conversation. I mean, this is a conversation I've been looking forward to having. You know how my brain is so analytical. So when we get to speak to a chief science officer, I'm like, oh my gosh, we could go on all day, all day long, all day long. And, you know, I thought she brought up some excellent points when, you know, working toward building customer loyalty. And, you know, one of them that I wrote down here that stuck out to me was thought leadership. And you can really apply this to all three facets of brand protection PR. But, you know, putting yourself out there as the expert um, so that people are are not only um, hearing what you're saying, but they also know you can back it up with results. Right. You have that credibility. Exactly. You're legitimate. I I think that's a a great thing that um, that just that integrity that a brand has can be so important as you're trying to not only get new customers, but retain existing customers, too. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you what what stuck with me. I think Laura made a really, really good point um, about getting an idea of who you're talking to when you're Mm -hmm. dealing with the media um, and and like meet them where they're at. Right. If you've got an industry reporter it's a it's a little bit different conversation. It could be a little bit more technical. It could be a little more you know sophisticated. If you have a, a mainstream reporter who covers the CBD or cannabis industry, well, now you got to do a little bit of investigation. Do, how much do they know? Do I need to educate them on anything? Um, you know, what kind of conversation can I have with them? And then. You know, if you've got just an absolute general assignment, like, hey, should I be taking CBD right now? And and that'll keep me from getting COVID. Like, whoa, that's a completely different approach that you need to have and a different conversation that you need to have. And to Laura's point, it might be a conversation where you need to stick to your messaging, stick to your guns and just be willing to say, I'm not going there because there isn't that research. There isn't that background that is not proven. We cannot say that no matter how much you might like me to say that. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, you know, just to put a bow on the conversation in talking about, um, you know, for, first of all, um, looking to the future and trying to figure out what is the next um, hurdle that this industry is going to have to jump through. And as we look at um, what will likely be a, a, a national Rock spotlight in this mm. lawsuit coming up in the fall when that CBD THC mix up, um, what can be done now? And, you know, she pointed out that Green Roads is a very transparent company. Mm. And, you know, from the, the products that um, they they offer to their consumers um, to the lab results that they get. And I, I thought it was also interesting that she brought up um, the manufacturing guidelines and uh, who knows when we're going to get um, <laughs> kind of across the board yeah. standardization there. Um, but when it happens, I mean, that should go a long way, uh, hopefully, of weeding out kind of the pretenders versus people and companies who truly care about the products that they're making for the consumer. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'd like to thank Laura Fuentes from Greenwoods again for joining us on the Move the Stairs podcast today. And we'd like to thank you for listening and for watching and for joining us in all the different ways you can engage with the Move the Stairs podcast. And hey, we hope we will see you and hear you and chat with you again soon for our next all new episode of the Move the Stairs podcast. Have a great day. Thank you again for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. You may be wondering where the phrase Move the Stairs comes from. It's my life's mantra and MNC's commitment to our clients. It's a nod to a defining moment in my television news career. You know, in news, you have to be first with the story, no excuses. And one night I had to get the first TV news interview with a senatorial candidate after he accepted the nomination on stage. I noticed the stairs leading off the stage were taking the candidate directly to my competitors. But what could I do? So I looked around and I noticed the stairs were on wheels. I walked over and bolted the stairs and moved them so the candidate walked off the stage right to my team first. At MNC Communications, our years in the media taught us there's always a way to move the stairs to make the best possible outcome happen for our clients.